we have found Mr. Lucius Budibe from the motor industry ombudsman after trying so many times. Mr. Budibe, good evening. Good evening, Mr. I don't know what is happening, but I'm glad that we got hold of one another at long last. Can I ask you a very important question? Yes, sir. Were you in Devon this weekend? Uh, no, Mr. Okay, Robert. because I was trying to check whether the phone is got to do with Devon. You know, there's a Devon matter that's. that's, <laughs> that's no, you know, you, you know, I only have uh, like the of seeing my family between Sunday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. To commit me to consume education. Okay, okay. I'm just yeah. glad you are not in Devon. That's all I can tell you, <laughs> for your sake and the sake of everybody else. So. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> let me invite our listeners to call, guys. Remember, yes, we. We're speaking to Mr. Lucius Budibe from the Motor Industry Ombuds. Any any motor industry consumer issues that you may have, this is your chance to get them to be attended to. We invite you on zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Any issue, and I mean any issue that is motor in uh, industry related. One small disclaimer though: we don't claim or we don't promise to solve everything on air, but we promise at least to commit to a process. As you know, as always, I always hope that the the investigation uh, proves you to be the right party and not the others that you're complaining about. But investigations are always a fair process. So I can't bet for you if you did the wrong stuff. So 089-110-3377, we take your calls right away. But I know that you also yes. did something recently. Uh, you guys were around the Houting in the Western Cape, visited yes. 82 dealerships and found that some of them were non-compliant. What were you looking yes, for sir. exactly? Um, yeah, perhaps first week of October, we were in Limpopo, uh, in Polokwane and Makado, uh, together with our South African Police Services Second Hand Good Act Division. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone carries his or her mandate. Um, we, in terms of the uh, Consumer Protection Act 68 of 2008 and also the South African Automotive Industry Code of Conduct, yes. we are checking to see if the dealerships comply with the, the act and the code. Mm. Uh, when I'm saying comply, um, when, I mean, when I mean compliance, I, I'll just be specific with regard to things like prices that are displayed on the windscreens of the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, norm- uh, normally, the Consumer Protection Act demands that, that there must be breakdown of cost. Let's say, for example, if they, they, they written 100,000 rents on a windscreen, uh, uh, there must be other costs that are not hidden, like on-road costs that yes. must be on that, uh, on that windscreen. So when I see the 100,000, that, that is what I should be paying? Yes, exactly. But then they, they, when, when, when consumers... Um, inquire about any extra cost that when it comes out. But in terms of the Consumer Protection Act, the consumer must be able to see those breakdowns of costs even before they start talking to the salesperson. Mm. Yes. I see. I hear you. I hear you. So yeah. so what do we do then when you have found, oh, how do I know that a dealership is compliant as a, as a buyer, as a consumer? Programs, we, we, these this inspections are two pronged. Uh, one, they are um, awareness uh, related. 
if the dealer, let's say some of the dealerships, yeah, we must acknowledge that not all of us knows legislation. Yes. Uh, we, we raise awareness. We, we advise them that this notice is not in line with a particular section of the act. Like, like, um, like disclaimers. Uh, we found that some disclaimers are not placed where consumers can see them. They're not even conspicuous. Mm. So the act demands that those notices must be in a particular area. For example, they must be in a, in a spot where a consumer can be able to access them before they enter the premises or even before they start engaging with, 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 with the dealership itself. Mm. So we raise awareness. But if the dealership does not comply with the code, which, 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 which means that they must register with the motor industry ombudsman as per the code. Then we would also raise awareness. But if they do not wish to, 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 to adhere, then we will then forward uh, that conduct to our legal department that will deal with it uh, appropriately. I hear you. 089-110-3377 is the number to dial. Any yes, motor industry-related complaint that you may have, We'd like to hear from you. Please, when you call in, I'd like you to get to the question quickly because we tend to get a lot of callers, especially towards the end of the feature. So I'm going to ask you to really get to the question much quickly and then uh, so that we don't, we don't lose an opportunity to speak to more. Metro, you're on a Yes, hello. Yeah. Yes, Lalele, Baba. Yes, I've bought a car. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, uh, so, so I don't have your name. My name is Derek. Derek, yes. Okay. Yeah. I bought a car. Uh, it was a demo model. Uh, and in, in this year, in April, early April. Mm. When I found out, um, then I took it for the first service and checked on the second service and I found out the car was not serviced while it was in the possession of a dealer. Then and uh, now, pursue the matter with the dealer, and after I told them that uh, I'm not happy. The car doesn't have a, a full service record, and I was told the car was in a pristine condition. Okay, that uh, we do have a follow up, or can Derek listen on on the radio? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe let's, let's allow the gentleman to listen on the radio. Thank you, Derek. Please listen on the radio. I'm going to take a few calls cold because Tatu is dealing with something there. So, good evening. We are on, on Metro. Hello, how are you? I'm fine when you switch off your, ter- your radio, mate. Okay. Uh, my name is Simon. Yes, Simon. Uh, yes. Um, I've got a problem here. Um, I bought a car three years ago mm-hmm. from a dealer. It was financed, bank financed. Hmm. Um, the car had was uh, on certain kilos. But the cars got it home. Drove the car for about um, two months, three months. Then it broke down. Then it was uh, it had a warranty. Then I took it to I took it to the workshop. Then they tried. They wanted to fix it. They opened the car. They said no. Car was overheating. Then they couldn't. They won't fix the engine because of as a result of the engine. And I took it to a private dealer to fix it for me. Then found out that the cash engine is different from the engine that I bought. Uh, the, the engine number is different from the, the, the one on my papers. Mm. Went to the dealer to, to, to sort the car, to, to try and get the different engine and the dealer didn't want to assist. 
Ebenezer. So I went to, because the car, I, apparently the, the, the engine number, the engine that I bought, that, that is on my car, belongs to another car that they sold to somebody else. So now my car is three years now. has been driven, I drove it less than 10,000 kilos. I haven't been driving it over three years now. So the car is still with you? Yes, the car is still with me. Okay, and the, deal, the, deal, the, car, the, the dealership wants nothing to do with the car? Hello? The dealership don't want to take the car and fix it? The dealership doesn't want to do it. They doesn't want anything to do with the car. They got paid by the bank. I'm dealing with the bank now. And I, are you, I, did you finally fix the car? Is it driving or is it sitting at home? No, the car is sitting. Okay. For three okay. years. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. We got you. I hope we have not lost much time uh, over three years, but Tatebudi uh, will tell us. We'll take one more and then come back to you, Tatebudi. Good evening. You're on Metro. Hi, Rams. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yes. Yes. Oh, so what happened is uh, I bought a car in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a BMW. So on the invoice, actually, while I was doing the shopping, they told me that the price of the car is 350. Mm. It was a demo. Mm-hmm. And then when I received the invoice, they included uh, the paint of the car, uh, which was 18,000. Mm. And the road with it and whatever, whatever, which was 6,000. Mm. Everything, when it added up, it ended up being 380000 Wow. So I would like to know if that was right or not. Because the paint of the car, according to me, is like, okay, I'm buying the car. I wanted the car. I didn't want the paint. Yeah. But because they had that car. And, and you never asked for, for new paint? Exactly. Okay. I didn't ask for new paint. What, sorry, what's your name, ma'am? Uh, my name is Litabo. Litabo. Yes. Thank you very much, Letabo. Please listen on the radio. Thank you for calling. Let's start with Letabo and we'll go back with, to the others. Yes. Um, I, I suspect... I, I think that's where we started, by the way, when we, when we spoke. We actually touched yes. on this a bit already about what you see should be what you pay. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect that um, Letabo's contract somehow was loaded um, without her knowledge. Um, you know, we 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 have seen a few of people approaching us about the contract that was loaded um, for some reasons that are unknown, without their knowledge. I mean, uh, the ladies' car came, you know, with with a, a, it's an it's an original equipment mm. that was actually manufactured. With that paint, is a specification of that particular yes. vehicle. So why, why must she be invoiced for paint work? Yes, yes. So we 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 would advise Litabo to um, log a complaint with our office. That complaint must be investigated. Um, we 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 don't make any promises, but really it should be investigated. We will definitely um, tell her what actually to do from there on. Okay, and then Simon bought a car three years ago, uh, but. You know, three months later, broke down, and now he's found that the engine number doesn't correspond with the one in the papers. <laughs> that that sounds like yeah. crime to me. It sounds like I'm, I'm watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you, you, you ask yourself if during the time when the dealership was perhaps repairing the engine or overrolling the engine or replacing the engine, 
this they take it for 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 uh, for, for police clearance mm. in order for that vehicle to be legally so uh, so that the consumer can can be uh, you know free of driving it on the road you see so that as well i i think if the consumer do have proof like he, i heard him saying that he somehow has proof that the engine that belongs to his vehicle uh, was installed in another customer's yeah. vehicle yeah, I think if he's got proof, he can approach the motor industry ombudsman because normally owners of proof lies with, with the complainant. So if the gentleman is actually uh, not afraid to come forward, I mean the other consumer, uh, to, to add on to what the, uh, someone has said, then that case deserves to be, to be investigated. But, but uh, if Simon has uh, the papers uh, as he purchased the car, yeah. uh, that show a different engine number to the one that he has. I, I, I suspect at that time we don't even need the other car that has the other engine number. That already would be proof that something's wrong here. You know, Rams, uh, due, due to time lapse, the, the, the dealership can still argue that, you know, the guy has had the vehicle for more than two years. We've never had access to it. How do we know that it is he? That mm, so it will help him if we can get the other fellow with the other engine that's wrong. Yes, you, you, you need the other party to at least provide proof or provide an affidavit to say, this guy is correct. I have also the same problem. Let me ask you a cynical question before we respond to Derek. Yes, sir. Is yeah. it possible that in the event that Simon is right, that the, 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 these engines do exist, but they are in wrong cars, is it possible that when these cars were in the, at the dealership and maybe they were overhauling and stuff like that, they mixed up the engines? A, a human error. Is it possible? Rems, I'll give you one example. When I was still a, a young man, I was a service advisor at this particular dealership. Yeah. And I was, well, I was, I was uh, registering vehicles that were coming in for, 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 for service on that morning. Mm. I realized that this this particular car had a different disc on the windscreen. Mm. And then I, I asked the consumer if he's aware of that. And he said, no, 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 because the vehicle came in for the first service. And by the grace of God, while we were still trying to figure out what happened, the other car drove through with a disc that must, that was supposed to be on this consumer's vehicle. Wow. That's what I was asking. So these things can happen. They don't always happen, but they do happen from time to time. Well, I've seen that happening uh, years ago when I was still a service advisor then in, 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 within the motor industry. Okay. Derek's issue, uh, the demo car. Uh, no services. Yeah. Yeah, brother, uh, we always advise consumers that when you offer the dealership to buy a, a used vehicle from them, being be either demo or whatever. There are few items that you must demand before you sign on that dotted line, which is a specky, a service book, and a toolkit. Uh, if the dealer cannot provide you with those three items at that stage, you must know that chances are that they do not exist. And if the dealer says go home, we'll supply you with those documents at a later stage. You record that on the delivery note and the must sign so that they do, they do not renege at the end of the day. So that also becomes a condition of sale. Mm. Okay. So with Derek's case, I do not, I do not, uh, you know, know that I, really I cannot promise. I, I don't see him winning this one because we may ask. 
the service history. Did you ask for one? Did you make it a condition of sale that I'll buy this vehicle on condition that it has a complete service history? Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven is the number to dial on Rams and Sands, and we're dealing with your motor vehicle related consumer issues. Tabo, good evening. How are you, Params? Good, Tabo. Give us the problem. I'm good, thanks. Params, uh, uh, mine is uh, a bit uh, complex. Uh, what is happening is um, I got uh, hijacked. Uh, last year, and uh, this year it was found out that my car was uh, recovered. However, this was um, recovered from a dealership. So the dealership uh, bought it from the auction. Mm-hmm. So now I need an expert advice in this regard, uh, because now uh, what they found out, the police, is that uh, it was going for clearance. That's when they found out uh, that uh, the engine... It's uh, not uh, in the uh, correct name. It was reported as a stolen. And I have these two company names. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to uh, mention the names of these companies. No, 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 no. no, no. You don't have to. All right. Yeah. Yes, but it's something that I've put a complaint about uh, with regards to the um, uh, auction, uh, the regulator. However, I need uh, the gentleman that you are with uh, in the studio to assist me on this one uh, because... uh, I believe this is a cartel or it's a, it is a syndicate mm. uh, that is happening. How come the auction company could not pick up that the engine was uh, stolen? Hmm. Okay. And it yes. Yeah. And yeah. it went through. It, this car was supposed to be uh, back in the market. If it wasn't for that clearance uh, department, the person who was clearing that vehicle with his or her honesty to report this. So this car was supposed to be back in the market. And this thing, it kills our economy. These companies are running a cartel. Okay, okay, Tabo, we, we got it. Uh, you want to respond? Yes. Yeah, I, I think the, this, this matter must be reported to the relevant uh, authority, which is South African Police Services. Um, they, they do have mostly VIS division, the Vehicle Identification um, uh, division that can help you. They are more clued up. Uh, if you can approach any local police station, they do have uh, second-hand good division that will advise you properly. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, I tend to think that uh, sometimes when consumers call about these issues, they, they probably have reached a stage where they think nobody is willing to listen. Do do we give up too easily or we probably don't know the processes to follow to to raise our complaints? Rams, my division is responsible for consumer education. Mm. The reason why I'm not uh, at home and in the office almost every day I wouldn't be on the road preaching consumer rights, yes. especially uh, you know to motor car buyers. Um, I, I think we need to uh, make extra efforts. We need to to sensitize this consumer education so that we can reach out to people um, in 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 the you know remote areas where there is limited access to information uh, to people also that are perhaps so busy that they do not have time to attend to our awareness sessions and and consumer education uh, workshops.
people are thirsty for knowledge. I can tell you every time in Freiburg that other the last two weeks. Yeah. Even today, I was still receiving calls from people from Freiburg and Taui and Kuruman. That's good. I'm happy to hear that, that people are involved in their own education for their own consumer rights. I'm going to take a short break. We come back, take three more calls and conclude. The, the Top 40 with Deneo and Bougie. Do you think we are accessible to each other in heaven? We are. Oh, happy day. After you're done on earth, there's no prayer on the other side. No, my prayer. Oh, happy day. So live your best life now. Pray now. Be better now. Man, say a fun song. Man, do with me, Houston. Hello, girl. And I. And I know we be no man at all. Make it rata. Make it rata. Make it rata. Make it rata. Saturdays, 9 till 1 p.m. Parsons Hill. We've got you covered. 87.9 FM. It's where you're at. So we are about to conclude uh, Rams and Sense. Lucius Budive is on the line with us from Moto Industry Ombudsman. We're taking your calls on 089-110-3377. JJ Koza. Good evening to you. Hey, Rems, Dimela, thanks. Ahira. Um, um, Dimela, expect advice, I think. Um, story I'm in the military, ne? So what happened, hmm. I left my, um, I left my, at the dealer, at the dealership when I was to, about to deploy to DRC. Hmm. Um, while I was there, um, the salesman phoned me, contacted me. And told me that there was someone that wanted to buy my car. However, because it's in the dealership, mm-hmm. the dealership is asking, is making a bit of profit from it. So what he requested me to do is to send to to to, to send him an email, giving him permission to remove my car from one dealer to go sell it privately, and then he'll bring the money with. Uh, he'll keep the money for me when I come back from DRC, so that he mm-hmm. can um, give me so that I put it down as a deposit for uh, an upgrade of uh, a vehicle. Little did I know that that gentleman was about was 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 caught doing fraud in that company and was about to 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 be expelled from the company. So I gave mm-hmm. him a permission uh, then to take off my car from the dealership and go sell it. So when yeah. I came back, because um the, the the car was not yet settled, I gave him forty eight thousand rand via my partner to um, settle the car so that the car can be free and be able to be sold. So yes. he he took. All of that, he took the car and the money, um, sold the car, and then gave the car to, to the particular um, garage somewhere, and they sold the car just like that. And I, I, I didn't get either my money back or my car back, and he oh just disappeared uh, to thin air. JJ, may I ask you this question, and I'll get Lucius to respond. Did you know this guy personally? I know the car. Yeah, this fellow who called you and and wanted to sell your car. Yes, I know him. He's 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 a salesman at the party at At the same um, dealership. Pardon? At the dealership where you had left the car. Yes, and he told me that the dealership is asking too much, but there's a person that wants to buy the car. Only if I can email him a permission so that he can be able to remove my 
Jaguar from the dealer. Okay, I get you. I, you answered me. Let me ask you a secondary question. Yes. Where, where is this fellow? This fellow is somewhere here in heaven. I, I don't know where exactly. So he no longer works for the dealership? Yes, and when I came back from DRC, I went to the company because of I, 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 I was to, to upgrade. Mm. When I went to the company, they told me that, no, the fellow left. Um, he was caught for a fraud. Mm. He left mm. um, some Oof. three months ago. I'm sorry, JJ. And all along, he had been sending me pictures on WhatsApp about the the the, 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 uh, the new car that I, 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 I wanted to buy from the company mm. via him. JJ, I'm going to ask you to listen on the radio. I'm so sorry. I, 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 yeah. This is yeah. This is heartbreaking. Emmanuel, good evening. Good evening, brother. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Uh, happy Savannah, more more Pretoria. Uh, you know my only problem is complaining all the time about um, uh, what you call it, the warranties. Mm. Uh, so I need to know uh, on this warranties, is there any regulation or any complaint that we can go to about these guys? Because it seems like these guys they put um, uh, what you call it. They put a, a, a price of old cars, even on the new cars. I'm driving a new Audi now. Mm. And, and uh, when you're driving the new Audi, you go for, uh, for, for, for repairs, for a clutch repair or something. And then they would say they only authorize like 4000 And then you're driving an Audi. And Audi alone, the clutch kit right now at, at Audi is uh, 9000 But they would cover you for 4000 when you take a Corolla, when I drive a Corolla and take it to a thing to do the clutch, and they charge four thousand, it's fine because it can cover the Toyota. Mm. Can they not uh, uh, categorize these things according to the cars to say okay. if you're driving a BMW or an Audi, can they not uh, put the prices up so that it can suit you guys because you're not driving a Corolla, you're driving a BMW or an Audi? Okay, okay, we got it, we got it, Peter uh, One last one. Uh, that it would be, it's, it's on Facebook, it's Tembin Kosin Lovu. He says, We spoke briefly telephonically with Mr. Lucius regarding my sister's stolen car. I remember the story. He says, I'm battling to get through to him as he had committed to assist. I'm not sure what he means, battling to get through to you. Uh, please do assist me, sir. I, I, I wonder, uh, Tembin Kosin, you mean, are you calling? Are you, have you sent an email and you haven't had a response? So, yeah. All I'm going to say, uh, please look out for an email from Temping Kosinlov. It may have arrived in your office or something like that, but, but, I, but I hope that he, he has sent an email to you. But let's deal with these others quickly. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's all about it. Um, happy Tavani, Yes. Uh, you, you know, every manufacturer do warrant their vehicles. Yeah. And the terms and conditions differ according to... To, to to the specifications of the vehicle. Yes. It, it would be difficult for, for the ombudsman to make um, uh, recommendations, um, you know, pertaining to what Mr. Th- Mr. Dwan has just actually um, shared with us, you see. Mm. Because the, the problem with, 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 with the clutch um, assembly is that this is a, a wear and tear item. And, and, and its driving style mostly is dependent, or, I mean, its lifespan is dependent mostly on the driving technique, which is the driving style. Mm. You see? So, um, but, 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 but the principle, the principle yeah. I think that I'm, I'm, I'm picking up here from Happy is, yeah. mm. 
if if you drive in this particular car and and yeah. you've got a warranty on a part, shouldn't the warranty be to the value of or around the value of what the replacement would be? But let me add, could it be a case of how much I'm willing to pay for? Is warranty based on how much warranty I'm willing to take? Therefore, they will give me a cover to a particular figure. Look, some some vehicles do offer, some manufacturers do offer a a, a, a motor plane. I, I know of, of of a particular manufacturer when you buy this vehicle, there is a plane that you buy that will cover you, brake mm. test, clutch, and everything. Yes, you see, I think Mr. Tawani must just inquire prior to purchasing the vehicle if they are in a position to to, to offer them. Yeah, I I I'd like for us to follow up this. I I forgot. I, I JJ uh, JJ Koza. Hey, yeah. yeah, um I think hey Dr. Koza has got a big problem. Uh, he he gave he gave this particular gentleman uh, written permission to remove his vehicle from the dealer. Mm. And and uh, it would be unfair to for, for us to actually point fingers at the dealership because the 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 salesperson has probably showed them proof of email from the gentleman. Yeah, no, and, and you know, in fairness to him, I don't even think that he's blaming the dealership. You know, he's yeah. just, yeah, he's a stranded man. He's like Kikopa too. So, and, and I know the, yeah. in, in a, in a way, this is not a motor industry related matter. Yeah. This is just yeah. theft and fraud. And he, 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 he must report this matter to the police. I'm so sorry for this JJ. Is, you know, it really breaks my heart. This is theft. Yeah, this is theft. Okay, how do we then get hold of you, Dadebudibi, those who uh, uh, yeah. have complaints, have called us, and those who have not found you as you have, they, they want to find you? <laughs> my email address, my direct email address is publicaffairs at m-i-o-s-a dot c-o-z-a. Publicaffairs at m-i-o-s-a dot c-o-z-a. My work my work and please uh, let me just ask uh, you, you know our our friends that would love to inquire at 12 o'clock at night um this is my work phone you can call me you can leave messages but please guys don't phone uh, at the particular uh, time I, I, i'm happy with us giving them your your personal email yes. address which then you can okay. forward stuff uh, to whoever right. yes. who investigates you you don't don't do yes. that they will call at 1 a.m so let's let's yes, not go there yes, yes. let's not now, go our, there. our 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 office number uh, we we do have what we call online application uh, uh, system where you can access us on www.miosa.co.za. You mm. log a complaint, you receive your reference number and the email address of a person that will be handling your complaint instantly. Uh, that's how effective we are uh, in, in in our office. Now our number uh, is as follows. Zero one zero. Go ahead, sir. Okay, uh, let, let, let me just get it right there. Oh. Yes, zero one zero five nine zero eight three seven eight. Great stuff. We repeat all those details on our Facebook page, and we hopefully speak to you soon again. That it would be always wonderful chatting to you. Thank you, sir. Have a good evening. And you too. That's uh, Lucius Budibe from the Motor Industry Ombudsman. And all the details are on the Facebook page, Metro FM Talk with Rams. Please do contact them.
And like Tembikosi, if you're not winning, let us know. We shall follow up with them. When we come back, it's the big interview. So, uh, on 27th August, Sibusso Lamini wrote to us and he said, Rams, my name is Sibusso Lamini. In the year 2014, I discovered that my identity document was a duplicate multiple, meaning I'm a victim of identity theft. I've been trying to sort out this problem since then, but our home affairs cannot help. Every time I go there, their system says the mark has been lifted. I can apply for a smart card. But I tried to apply for a smart card their system cannot verify my fingerprints, meaning the problem is still not resolved. When we call the office in Pretoria, they say they don't know what problem, what the problem is. I can't apply for a passport and my daughter's birth certificate can't be under my surname. Please, can you assist me? Now, I am so happy, Spussy, so that not only are we going to try and deal with this matter, but actually... You know, earlier we were going to speak to the spokesperson of the Department of Home Affairs, but it doesn't get better than this. Because now we've got the acting director general. This is the, 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 the head honcho. This is, this is like the CEO of the department, Mr. Tulani Mavuso, uh, joining us to try and help with this matter. Good evening to you, sir. And by the way, congratulations on your appointment. No, thanks, Ramson. Uh, good evening to the listeners, sir. Thank you, sir. So let's deal first with the principle of of, of identity theft. How big is this? Well, uh, this is a, a global phenomenon mm. uh, where you'd find that uh, for some reason, if people are not looking um, after their documentation, um, obviously there's a whole lot of people who either because they illegally migrated into a country, they would then try and collude uh, with various syndicates in trying to get documents of uh, certain uh, people and so that they can be able to steal them. Mm. That is why we always call on people to look after the identity document. But let me just paint a picture here. Yes. In South Africa, we are required to uh, say that when a person turns 16 years, that's for the first time that home affairs will be capturing their biometrics meaning that we're able to identify that URMs, uh, that the birth certificate that was issued at birth actually belongs to you because we are now matching the name, the ID number with the biometric. And I think it's, it's quite late in the, in the day uh, because what happened is that you'd find somebody either lives in rural areas who then, when they turn 16, they don't pitch to come to apply and ensure that they they link their biometrics with their IDX number. Mm. They either pitch at 20. So if you go to our national population register, it's able to show that the REMS is 20, has never come to register his, his, uh, his, 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 his biometrics. So then this is where the syndicate, they do the data mining, um, obviously together with corrupt elements within our system, and then they would then steal those bad records and then you know take somebody who's not a uh, south african 
who's not supposed to be in that, but then they steal their identity. So that when you pitch at the right time, then the fingerprint that you give us do not match with what we already have on mm. the system. That is why we have now resorted. We've conducted a study with CSIR. Um, and the study has actually been quite positive because it shows that the minutia on the fingerprint actually stabilizes at about six months. So we are now going to be able to make a decision, which Minister will announce uh, very soon when uh, that determination has been made, yeah. whether we can bring down, down the age in which a, child, a person can qualify for an ID and whether we can actually take fingerprints when a child is like either six or seven months old because at least we'll be able to match the, the, the fingerprint when the child goes. Remember, the patterns on the fingerprint changes as you grow older, but I think the study that we did and the, and the, and the special camera or the uh, what we call a scanner that is going to be developed is going to be able to give us the desired results. So we'll be able to cap it. But those who have the cases currently, we have a process mm. that if somebody is sharing an ID number or is having um, more than one ID number, so there is a process where they need to go to our office, complete a form, take the fingerprints, and then submit it to our fingerprint verification so that we can resolve the duplicate issue. When you explain it to me that way, Bamavus, it becomes so simple to understand. But when I mean, wherever is listening to us, it's like, but I've tried to go there and I'm not getting help. I find then that there is a that there is a gap between what you're telling me and where the office where he's going to try and get help. Yeah, look, um, I, I think there is yes an uh, issue relating to um, the pressure and the knowledge that we have to distribute and 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 and, and, and pass to uh, so impart to our uh, officials is quite important. We do train mm. specific officials to every office so that they can be able to have a clearer understanding of the processes. So maybe Subosisu might have met somebody who either does not, does not understand the process mm-hmm. because that process happens at the front office and they know that those documents must be dispatched at the back office. But what we are trying to do in, in the year, financial year 1920, one of the things that we are doing is to automate the amendment process because currently when you do those amendments, the process is manually filling forms, but we are trying to automate that part so that it becomes easy that once you've done it in the office, so we receive it immediately at the back office and we're able to resolve it. So I think the future looks bright because it's better to automate these things rather than to rely on somebody sending those forms back to their our back office through a courier system and so forth. But I think it would be nice for me to get the specific details of Spusiso. Of Spusiso. So I, I, I was going to go there. So you can be able to send it to my cell phone number. And I was going to go order. there, and I'm grateful for that because I love this the sound of the future. I'm worried about the present. So what we're going to do is that we're going to connect you privately with Spusiso, and, and hopefully you can solve this for him. This is a sore, sore matter on, on, on his part. But I truly thank you for coming on and solving this and for everybody else, so that they now know the process if the matter like this exists. But I'm sure what you also want to tell them is, please take care of your identity documents. Yes, no, indeed. That's basically what we'd like to communicate. Babu Tulanu Mavuso, Acting Director General of the Department of Home Affairs, wonderful chatting to you, and thank you so much for coming through. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks have, for having us. Sir. Have a good evening. We will certainly give you and your office the details of SMU. And Mr. Lamini, I hope that this matter gets to be resolved. Any other issue that you have that is not necessarily a consumer issue, please write to us.
talk at metrofm.co.za. That is exactly what we deal with here on the big interview. If something yakshugumeza, talk to us. We will find the shugumeza to you and we shall put them through and we shall resolve your issue. At least try to resolve it. And teenage, we're going to try and follow up with IPID or the Department of uh, Police and see if we can solve that big issue that you raised. Tomorrow is Opportunity Tuesday, but tonight we're done. So we're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Thank you very much. Everything that you missed is on Facebook, Metro FM Talk with Rems. From me, Rems Mabote, good night and God bless.